welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast where the game is rigged and the points don't matter. I am your hostess with the mostest, Fuzzy Dan, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Mr. Doody Dutram. Doody, come on down! <laughs> uh, I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, how are you? I am also well. Um, I'm not coming on down, but I'm already here. You're moving on up. <laughs> to the east side. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Um, yes, we're back this week to talk about video games and news and more. Let's hit it straight into the news. I'm going to be talking about it now. First cab off the rank. Uh, welcome back to Australian classification ratings because an Xbox Series X console exclusive has been refused classification in Australia. Wouldn't be a week if they weren't refusing something. Um, so there's a game coming out. I don't know if you've seen this one. It's called The Medium. Yes. Yes, uh, it's a psychological horror adventure, they basically called it, um, which renders two in-game worlds at the same time. Um, and it sounds pretty scary. From what I've seen, it's going to give me nightmares for forever. Um, there's small children with cracked face masks and all sorts of creepy things going on. Gross. Um, and now it's been <laughs> refused classification under the Australian classification system. Um, I'm not sure if they know why, just that yeah. it's not coming through. Yeah, I did. I did see this pop up as well, and and I, I'm not a horror person. Uh, I never really mm-hmm. have been a horror person, but I was actually excited to give this a crack, even though if if it's if it's a horror game, it'll still be like the the first real sort of next gen game for Xbox that you so you can see what the system may be capable of in its early days, rather than just being like. Oh, you know, Watch Dogs has an upscale. Assassin's Creed has an upscale. I'm like, no, this is going to be the first game that is just, I think, a Series X title. Um, yeah. So I was looking yeah, forward yeah, to, yeah. to assuming. I, I didn't see what it was in regards to. I assume it would have been like scenes of kids being killed or something graphically. I, that's that's. I can't assume that there's a reward for punishing a demon out of your head and you get to have sex with a muppet. Like I, I assume that's not <laughs> that's not the case or for refusing of classifications. It- Oh, it could very well be. Like, the classification board in Australia is very... Like, the the systems they use for it are very old. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they definitely need review at some point. I know, remember, they had that game We Happy Few? That's it, um, yeah. Th- that was... Um, so, there was one around drugs and drug use. So, there's a, a, there's a rule in Australia that you can't be seen to be promoting a benefit from the use of drugs within your game. Yeah. Um, so, if you take a drug and you're suddenly better at doing the game, then that's not allowed, which was why... What we happy few is pretty much all about um so maybe that's because of this one um although the people that made this game have had um all sorts of um yeah all sorts of things going on in the background but yeah lots of psychological um, horror stuff um i know that there's been games that have had you know refusal of classification because of um sexual violence and all sorts of things like that so it could have been any one of those things um any one of those reasons but they haven't said so far um, but yeah, big blow for uh, console exclusives because I think that was going to be one of the big titles that was coming out this year. Yeah, I think it was like early to mid December. I think it was launching. I'm not, I I can't confirm. Yeah, tenth of December. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. Um, if you haven't seen it, what I'm talking about already, go check it out. It's called The Medium. Um, the trailer is suitably scary, um, but it is still coming out in the UK and the US, so pretty much everywhere else except for Australia. Yeah, Australia, mate. about right, yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> if, it's, if it's fun and gory, it probably won't be coming here. Um, <laughs> I'm, surprised that, I'm surprised that games like Doom and stuff come through, because imagine if a, if a big title like Doom got refused classification in Australia, people would riot. 
Yeah, I think, look, I mean, a lot of those games, they're quite happy with complete, you know, like gore and violence and all the rest of it, hardcore swearing and whatever else. None of that stuff gets refused classification. So, for example, we've got um, Cyberpunk 2077 coming out at, you know, TBD, um, and that has, <laughs> I think they've they've received an R18 rating um, at yeah, this point. Yeah, I think, so I think they did. It was last year when... Um, when, of course, PAX was going on, um, yep. one of the Australian outlets interviewed John Mamai, just like we did, and um, they asked, oh, are you concerned with how uh, the Australian Classification Board is a bit stricter compared to other comp- uh, countries? Uh, and he said, uh, we were, and then we remembered how we got The Witcher through. We'll be fine. Yeah, okay. Yes, well, there you go. So, uh, look, that's, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that it will come through at some stage, this new game for everybody else. Um, but, yes, yeah, stay tuned for more news on the medium. Mm. Um, speaking of things that are horrific and awful, uh, Activision. Um, <laughs> Activision <about> right. Blizzard <laughs> made $1.2 billion, that's billion with a B, dollars from microtransactions in just, wait for it, the last three months. What? Uh, <laughs> three, three months. Three months. Three months in microtransactions. Uh, which Mr. Lamus, called- you got to stop feeding the damn machine, man. Like, <laughs> you are part of the problem, man. Um, no, that's... Uh, you also have to account in as well. Like, not only is that, um, is that you know, Muppets playing Call of Duty, but it's also, like... I, I, I won't discourage the nerds, but it is the people that play World of Warcraft. Um, and every every oh, time yeah. you log into World of Warcraft, there's a pop-up that comes up going, there's a new fire direct dragon that you can only get by spending $17. And it's like, and you have this <laughs> limited edition skin that anyone else can buy. Um, mm. So, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of that. Oh, absolutely it is. And look, you know, there will be a lot of people that you know are definitely in the category of uh, wanting to upgrade and get the best get gear and kit and unique weapons and all the rest and of we, it. And we just I mean, had uh, the Overwatch Halloween season, which um, yep. previously, not while I've been doing this podcast, I don't think, but previously mm-hmm. I've spent, you know, when they did the, I think it's like once a year they do the anniversary, anniversary skins, uh, where like every skin from Halloween, Christmas, whatever it might be, is available for, for order. And I think I spent $100 on just loot boxes. Yeah. And look, and that's totally fine. If you're into that kind of stuff and yeah, yeah. as long as it's not you know, game changing oh, or it's, it's you know, not your mum's credit card and she doesn't know about it. <laughs> Oh, I mean, as as can happen. I mean, as as we've talked about before with Call of Duty, that, that is definitely a pay to win model. Yeah. Like you can buy um, gear and you know, better guns and all the things that and, you know, you upgrade the full, unlock everything for that particular piece of kit, and it just and it does literally change the way that you play. So you can be better at a game. Um, so I'd imagine that's where they're making a lot of money is people just paying to be the best um <laughs> let's not even talk about all the guys that are paying for the subscription services so that they can hack the game um but <laughs> not even getting started with that but yes 1.2 billion dollars in three months that's huge and you think about like you know they do their season passes so you know they're what 20 or 30 bucks or something for those uh, yeah, every- 50 60 yeah like they they make a lot of cash mm. so you know, anyone who says, oh, why don't you do something different? Why the fuck would they have to? This is why they bring out annual games, because they make money. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's what I get. Like, I was, you know, chatting to a couple of mates. Oh, you're getting the new COD, you're getting the COD. I'm like, nah, fuck it. I fucking hate yeah, yeah, COD. Yeah. I don't, I absolutely bore the damn thing. So why is like they release the same game in a different time era, in a different skin, but it's got the exact same things. So I'm like, to be fair, why wouldn't they? Because they make fuckloads yeah. of money with minimal effort. Absolutely. 
Um, apparently as well, I found this out today, uh, Activision owns this uh, a company called King, and they were the makers of Candy Crush. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. so uh, essentially they're just buying up any game that they can monetize and, and make awesome like you know, and have fun with. So all of those experiences, they're going to be multiplayer, money-making experiences. That's what Activision Blizzard are doing, and they are making bank. Surprised they're not trying um, to buy uh, the fucking Fortnite. I'm sure they're trying to, but Fortnite's probably too big a beast on its own to uh, to give a, give a shit about what other people are going to offer them. Um, but yes, $1.2 billion, I'll have a chunk of that change. Thank you very much. I, I had a thought this morning, or not, today, uh, I don't know if it was in the morning. No. No, we don't allow that on this show. Um, <laughs> but it was, um, of course, they, they revealed, uh, some news article website revealed the, the install size of Call of Duty Cold War, as well as the... the Oh yes, that's in the news. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you get to it. Yeah, get, you get to it, and then I'll, I'll provide my my uh, epiphany. Let, your epiphany. Let's talk about it right now because it was going to be the, my other piece. Of, let's talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blops Cold War launch file sizes. Um, so they've launched. Uh, they've provided all the file sizes for the uh, four separate consoles. Uh, they did it for PC as well, but I don't give a shit about PC, so that's fine. Um, PlayStation Four is ninety five gigabytes. PlayStation Five is one thirty three. Uh, Xbox One ninety three gigabytes, and Xbox Series X and the S is one thirty six. So fairly sizable and that's just the launch file sizes i remember when uh the last call of duty came out uh that was probably close to 85 90 gigs just on that launch sites and it's now over i think it's 120 at this stage so when you're starting at 133 136 on the next gen consoles Mm. jesus and that's that's a that's a lot of stuff hanging around in there yeah it's it's fucking insane like that that was one of the reasons i think you uninstalled modern warfare it was like this is taking up more than half of my hard drive space i'm I, i'm not going to keep it um to be fair it wasn't more than half it was just that i had a lot of other games installed in there that i wanted to keep and didn't want to have to delete so i don't want to um, uninstall yeah. batman arkham city <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, close. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff that you you kind of just have to yeah. When you get a lot of, especially when you're buying a lot of digital copies, um, there's a lot of things that you have to make concessions for. It's like you know, I want to have this game installed. I don't want to have to spend six hours downloading it again, or however fast it takes with your particular internet speed. Mm. Um, but it's not just something that you can go. Oh, I want to play it. It does you know, it does take at least an hour or two before you can actually start playing most games. Um, I know that the PC version of this one is going to be like 30 or 40 gig, and then I think the full game, uh, that's with a single player only, the multiplayer aspect's like 80 gigs, so it's yeah, there's a lot of memory taking up there in, in, in people's hard drives, especially with my next piece of news as well. Um, we found out with the Xbox Series S, which is the smaller version mm-hmm. uh, of the next-gen consoles, uh, they only have 364 gigabytes of available storage. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's it, like that's after you know all your OS and everything else. It's an, it's it, you know when you open the thing up, 364 gigabytes. That is, you know, we're talking less than that's two and a half um, versions of Blops. And, so and, and that's my thing. Like that's not a lot, man. That's not a lot of game game space in there, especially for next gen stuff. Well, that that's what you know, like, uh, Battlefields and Rainbow Six and all those sort of games do is when they release an update, they remove the redundant files and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, it's a sixty gig update. 
but we also cleared you know 20 gig after it's installed or whatever it might be yeah um, yeah, yeah, where yeah i personally think or i had the, the epiphany or whatever it might be is that when call of duty goes oh we have an update for our fucking battle royale crap and all that sort of stuff like that um they just keep and don't remove because surely there's a heap of redundant crap in there there's probably like you know yeah christmas files in there from last year that you, you you can't access or whatever it might be but it's just to the point where it's like cool we're going to fill your hard drive so much the only game you can now have is like okay do i have six games like Fortnite? and do i have uh fucking battlefield and all these other games or do i just have cod um and that it, it is very much deal. a choice yeah it yeah. is very much a choice and I, I guarantee you like that's that's been a discussion um so far with a lot of the developers they're pretty much just saying look all we're doing is adding on to the top so we're not taking away the old files yeah we're just adding on so it is a known factor for what they do but with the amount of regularity of their updates and the amount of content going in there like it's just yeah it's just space consuming so hopefully that doesn't happen with uh, with blops um, I know they're on a bit of a roll at the moment, so they're just going to do whatever the fuck they like, to be completely honest. Um, and it's just going to happen. So if you like it or you love it, it's here to stay. And yeah, 133 gigabyte for the next gen consoles is a very hefty price to pay for one game. What was I? Uh, miscellaneous are looking at doing a, a like a, a come and play, uh, what is it, Warzone, I think it's called with us, you know, Call of Duty Warzone. I'm like, I don't want to spend a day and a half installing that, play a game and go, this fucking sucks, and then uninstall it. Like, that's, that's a whole weekend gone <laughs> <laughs> so much time just to download uh yeah look i think there'll be yeah I, I i would very much like to be playing that i will be working uh instead of playing with those guys but um yeah i think when they updated to warzone i think that was another like 40 gig yeah you know, it was, it was yeah something like that it I, was pretty big and yeah <laughs> I, I if, you, if you're not into it, it don't download it yeah don't download it i know you don't want to <laughs> i just i don't get battle royales man i've tried i've tried so many times my brother keeps trying know, to get yeah. me to play realm royale which apparently is like a Fortnite magic version um I, I have no idea what it is i did get back into rocket league though sure <laughs> is that fun for you I mean, I mean, I'd stream that. That'd be fun, miscellaneous. I mean, you want to play Rocket yeah, League? Yeah. Sure. It's only yeah, okay. 17 gig, not 117 gig. <laughs> uh, too true, too true. Uh, well, speaking about things uh, that are multiplayer and going online, uh, obviously we got uh, Rainbow Six Siege uh, came online with the Xbox Games Pass. Yes, um, I don't have to put the disc in. <laughs> which I'm sure you're very excited about. Um, and as part of that, they're actually looking to um, to change some of the settings around uh, the peer-to-peer chat within Xbox. So oh. they're looking to roll that back um, so that you, can't, you can only chat in-game uh, because apparently there's a bunch of people being doing like chat bombing and all the rest of it. And with the surge of Siege players coming through and now playing that within uh, the Xbox environment. Uh, they're wanting to moderate chat a bit more. So I don't know if they've got any specific hardcore plans at this stage, um, but yeah, I think there's uh, definitely discussions going on at the moment within Microsoft to roll back chat functions. I know for uh, PC, um, for Rainbow Six Siege, as, as uh, probably many of you would know as well as Dave from Super Movie Buzz when we used to play on some PC, <laughs> is the yeah. PC environment, especially the Australian servers, 
very toxic in the public chat. So you, you, Ooh, you kill someone yes. through a window and you get told to find a rope and find a ledge. Um, yes. And, and, yeah. and now to the point where, you know, like red text comes up saying like, this has been reported to Ubisoft and you're sitting there going, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I think, well, that's, and that's the problem, right? So because, you know, they, within the Microsoft environment, if you're playing that and, you know, now that it's on Games Pass, there's a lot more people playing it. Yeah. Um, they will be potentially jumping out, you know, out of the game and actually connecting with those people directly and they're trying to limit those interactions so rather than policing it they're just going to shut the shit down um, which could be very problematic for any other games essentially they're not doing it just for rainbow six they're doing it for the whole uh, peer-to-peer chat system within uh within uh, microsoft so a little bit of an interesting one um stay tuned that will be uh, probably coming up i think next year they're looking to do that but um yeah a little bit of a concern for that um, we've also seen as well, Dirty, uh, the uh, reveal trailer for a new Rainbow Six Siege operator. Yes. Um, yes, I'm sure you're very excited about this one. Um, yeah, so I, I I saw it on my phone not too long ago. It, it, it gets officially sort of announced uh, on the 8th of November, so we'll be able to confirm the names and all that sort of stuff like that uh, as of next week's episode. Um, but yep. this is from the leaks that I've seen and from, of course, the teaser that they've already shown. This uh, particular defender is... Uh, she throws, like, a, a little attachment to above... Uh, door frames and windows and such like that uh, and a laser grid goes over it so whether you get damaged when you go through the laser grid or whether it just completely blocks off a, a, an entryway or whether it's used as a um, as a sort of a pinging system like hey someone's gone through this door um, I'm not too sure but it looks like she's got like a, a entrapment fifth element not fifth element a resident evil sort of laser grid system um, she is yep. also well, um, that'd be cool if they actually slice people into slicey bits someone <laughs> runs through the door <laughs> Um, but she's also got one arm, which uh, is the first um, sort of ah, wartime. Differently abled person? Yeah, exactly. So she's got a um, sort of a, imagine a mixture between Iron Man and... Imagine Dragons? <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> Solid Snake from the bad Metal Gear Solid game. Um, so she's got like a robotic arm and... Um, by using the melee attack on her, not only is she incredibly fucking powerful, but she can actually knock out walls by just punching the wall. Um at least that's what I saw in the Interesting. Link. So uh, it looks pretty cool. I think we should also get the Tachanka rework as well, which a lot of people are looking forward to. There we go. As well yes. as the removal Lots of the Muppets, because that thing is fucking <laughs> freaky, man. Yeah. Yeah, it looks, looks disturbing. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, man, that game keeps going. It is the game that doesn't die. Um, whenever they eventually release a Rainbow Six Siege 2, um, boy, oh boy, will that game... It, Explode will be the biggest thing on the market. <laughs> Just like John Voight in <laughs> Anaconda, explode. Explode. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of things exploding, um, it's finally happened, Duty. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, it's happening. Uh, the next gen Xboxes have started arriving. Uh, people are receiving notifications from Microsoft that things are in the post and people are showing photos of xboxes in the next gen arriving at their homes it's very exciting i think these are only the ones that have been ordered directly from microsoft Mm -hmm. um so not the main uh shops and all the rest of it but i mean well what is it now it'll be friday when this releases the xboxes uh coming out on monday tuesday 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 yeah Um, 11th i think so I would imagine there's going to be large containers and shipments being delivered this weekend to all sorts of people. Well, I, I, um, I think as so well, like very the, exciting. the production lineup has, has gone a little faster because like I spoke to all of my mates who, 
and colleagues, um, who, you know who you are, um, who ordered a Xbox Series X, and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I've got you know the Christmas shipment or whatever, and they're like, yeah, cool, I don't mind. Uh, and everyone has gotten a text message now saying, okay, you've been moved from Christmas shipment to launch day. Um, yeah. So it either looks like potentially retailers have gone through and like, all right, cool, there are five xboxes ordered under the name john smith one john smith two john smith three all right we're cancelling all of those because we can tell they're bots and yeah these are genuine people or whatever it might be whether it's that or whether they just ramped up productions who knows who knows like i think there there looks like there's well if if the internet is to believe and of course it is because who would lie to us on the internet um yeah (laughs) it looks like there's a lot of stuff out there so i'm very excited if you have got them congratulations if you haven't commiserations um yeah i know i'm very excited for thursday next week yeah thursday Um, playstation yeah yeah Oh, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to sitting there and because I lo- have a lot of digital copies um, and just plugging in and hoping like fuck things download <laughs> in a very quick time. Because you can, it'll be- I think you can transfer over if you plug your PlayStation 4 into it. I think you can do a way of, yeah. of transferring. Same thing with the Xbox. I did also see as well someone tested the um, the PlayStation 5, whatever it's called, the DualSense, the new controller. Um, and yes. it works on a PlayStation 3. It works on the Nintendo Switch. It does not work on a PlayStation 4. That's okay. Don't need it. Um, <laughs> that thing, that thing is fucking dead to me now. Um, well, no, as officially as of Thursday, it will be dead to me. Um, but beyond that, no. Before that, it's fine. Um, yeah, no. I, I, I saw that as well. I've seen yeah playing on all sorts of devices. I've seen the um, like guys actually pulling them apart and checking them all out for the bits inside. It looks like an amazing piece of technology. Um, I think they're just going to try and you know just erase the previous generation as quickly as possible um i know they've talked about support for playstation 4 going until 2022 um but yeah we'll see you know how long that actually lasts for um i think they're just going to want to move as quickly as they can to the ps5 um and get everybody across they want to sell those platforms yeah and um, i 100% agree with that yeah yeah, but uh, yeah, look, it's uh, it is the pre week before, and we're all very, very excited and nervously waiting. Um, I'm just I'm excited about all of the games that I've got on this current gen that I'm going to be able to play. Like everyone's going, ah, oh, look, you know, you can buy it now and play it on the next console as well. I just want to see what the new version looks like. I just want to see, yeah, 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 how much better it runs. I've got a um, I've got a mate who um who is reviewing a game that of course we can't talk about, but he's he. he does have a next gen console um he got, ah, he, got yes. he got sent one and he's he sent me some uh, bastard some, some screenshots of uh, a particular game and i'm just sitting there going oh man I'm like i cannot <laughs> wait for next week um so yeah, yeah it, it, it looks like it's a it's a brick shit house of a of a powered unit yeah yes i'm very excited i've heard, I've heard just, the the rumors and innuendo that i've seen so far has all been very very positive um so yeah i'm looking forward to actual reviews and actually getting my hands on this thing mm-hmm. as soon as possible yep um and then probably forgetting to pick up my kid in the afternoon because i'm still playing my place you're still trying to catch uh, a dragon <laughs> <laughs> Catch the dragon. Um, yes, so there we go. That's it for this week. That's the news. Duty, we have a sponsor. They are the Culture Shock Collectibles. What do they do? They provide you with things that make your partner, spouse, or family or friends annoyed, like collectibles, Funko Pops, Hot Toys, figures, statues, and action figures, all in a very reliable posted service that Michael packs from Culture Shock himself. He covers everything in bubble wrap, as well as... 
great service and cost and costs. Um, of course, so they do Funko Pops, Hot Toys, and all that jazz. Um, Phil from the Some Like It Slapped podcast uh, ordered himself a Bruce Lee figure and used the Ooh. play with each other, play with yourself. Uh, dis- no, I wouldn't say discount code. The order notes was the was the uh, field he put it in. Uh, and of course, yep. a Funko Pop is on his way. Um, Lucky man. Very, very good. Um, so, of course, yes, Chris. Very good. <laughs> Christmas time is coming up or holiday periods are coming up. Um, so if you're looking for something for a KK, a, a mate, uh, just like myself, I've bought the, the podcasting mates. Uh, Borton. I've bought my and Snorton. Um the podcasting mates their Christmas presents through Michael like Culture Shock Collectibles um, they don't know what it is they don't know what they're getting I'm going to have a laugh at their expense so if you want to have a laugh at your mate's expense or whomever um, you can find them at cultureshockcollectibles.com <laughs> or if you just want to be nice to somebody no 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 no, 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 no. we know all that <laughs> <laughs> it's only for joke presents yes uh, so um, which is why I bought you the new uh, Venom that's coming that out looks that looks fucking ugly as balls man it's oh, like hot toys 99 well, I suppose merry christmas then i mean <laughs> hot toys 99 percent of the time get their shit right like most of the time it looks pretty good this venom literally just looks like they've gotten the hulk dunked him in black paint and then just stuck a spare spider-man head on him it looks awful shut up you ruined the secret <laughs> it just yeah it looks real bad but the uh, the mandalorian looks figures look pretty cool They're, they've announced a heap of new uh mandalorian figures of course because of the new season um and the first one they announced was a new six scale mando and the child but on the speeder bike from the first episode of season two. Oh yeah um, so you can, oh, yeah. you can strap the baby to the back of the bike and have it in a cool sort of dynamic pose and all that sort of stuff uh and i'm even contemplating upgrading my one of my figures uh to a new hot mm-hmm. toys figure as well as getting the first generation mando which is like the first episode where he only has the shiny asp yeah mm-hmm. interesting mm. that's pretty cool um so yes check him out it says dude he said culture shock collectibles dot com your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs now dirty we've got a couple of things to talk about this week uh, i want to kick things f- off please first i, t- I think i, I primarily wind out of last week's episode <laughs> <laughs> you did, but um, I also got my hands uh, on a copy of Watch Dogs Legion. Um, I just wanted to add to some of the things Duty was saying about it last week. Um, boy, oh boy, let me just start off and say, boy, oh boy, the driving in that game is absolute fucking garbage. You reckon? Um, it, I, I think it is the worst possible thing that I've ever like experienced. You did in a play a Tensor Fortione or whatever the fuck it's called. Yes, that one. Meet the baller. That one. That's the game. <laughs> Competizione. No, it's uh, that that game was incredibly hard because it was a sim racer. It's designed to be a sim racer. That's not designed to be on console. It, it's one of those ones I think you needed a high-powered PC and all the rest of it. And and you needed the proper sim setup. So I think for sim racing, totally fine. The arcadiness of it and trying to relate it to like people just playing normal games casually, not not at all fun. So yeah, that's that's where I didn't enjoy it as much. But this game, the driving is just trash. It's uh, like the cars have no sense of speed. Um, there's no like, there's almost no difference. They all feel it's like this vanilla thing. They all look slightly different, but they all drive the same. It's just stupid as shit. Um, I found the old cars drove there was a little a, differently. Like the you know, the, the old the cars did drive a little like differently. Yeah. But the problem I have with those is every time you change gears, you hear this big conk 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 
and it's like okay I get it your sound effects in this game are shit like they just don't know for a game that actually does really well with sound design and you know it has a good sense of space when they drive you get in a car it loses all sense of what it is and what it's doing and it's been a problem right the way through from the original watchdogs so I just don't think they know how to do driving games I think they need to reinvent their uh, like whatever they've done with driving they need to get somebody who's had experience uh, in car games and arcade games and how cars race and move and I think they need to get them involved with this game because it's it's gotten put to a point where it's fucking terrible and especially in a game where 90% of the time when you're trying to move around it's like Mm. oh you need to go to this mission which is too far away for you to run you either need to fast travel or drive and most of the time now I'm fast traveling as far as possible because I do not want to drive it's just terrible Um, so yeah so that's that's so fun but uh, apart from that look I've had a lot of fun playing this game Um, I play right through the story missions Um, I've you know collected a huge army and legion of uh, of dead sec guys uh, killed off a few because they had the permadeath switched on um it's frustrating but fun but like it's just great and all you want to do is just keep recruiting like assassins and hitmen yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, I found myself doing that like there was one random ass fucking mission i'm like uh, some guy with a trench coat i had my phone out for whatever reason it came out with <laughs> hitman i'm like oh i'm saving you for later Oh yeah, um, they're they're pretty amazing. One of the big frustrations I've had with it though is that you you recruit these people specifically for the types of weapons that they have, and though there are a huge array of different weapons in the game, mm. the weapons are specific to people. Yeah, and that seems a bit stupid. I should be able to. You can you've got a set of like four core weapons that you can um, upgrade and buy within the game. They're all like stun non lethal game uh, non lethal weapons, but there are so many other cool weapons in this game, and they. Don't they make them available to specific people? And I want the I wanted to open them up or go to a store where you could buy a bunch of guns and you know trial out a different a few, a few different things mm. instead of having to recruit a specific person for a specific random weapon that gets generated within the game. So there's just yeah there's some minor frustrations with it. It just seems to not make as much sense as I would like it to. Um, but you know some of the like I, I just think it's a, a really interesting game. The concept of having that legion of, of people involved is is a lot of fun too. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I remember at one stage like when I first switched in, I uh, I only had three uh, dead set crew. Yep. Um, the first one um, got injured. Um, Oh no! The first one died. Uh, the second one got hit by a car and got sent to hospital. And so I was down to my third one, and it basically said, "You can't die because if you die, the the game tells you." It, it, you know, Bagley, the computer gen, uh, computer voice says, "Well, look, if you die, that's it. The movement's over." I'm like, "Holy shit! There's actually some serious like implications." Yeah. So it, yeah, the it, like, later on, it doesn't really matter as much, and you kind of like you know someone dies on a mission and then all of a sudden you're like you, you populate into another character and it's like oh well um bad news the other person died see you the fuck later and like it's, it's really i i yeah it's really interesting i think it's it's good fun and that the permadeath option is toggleable i'm sitting there going no yeah. no, no 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 have it permanently set you lose all this yeah. tension yeah I will say the one thing about that tension, though, you speak you know, speak to tension, like, the one thing I've found is that it eases off the tension a lot because of, mainly because of Bagley. So Bagley is like a, a an AI that, you know, DeadSec, that DeadSec runs and helps them coordinate everything, and so that kind of gives you your missions and sets you out on your path. But it's always really, it's like Jarvis, but if Jarvis was really quippy, 
Like it's like just Jarvis all was attitude, Deadpool, but British. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty much. It's just like yeah, British Deadpool in computer form. Um, exactly right. Like it, it just it kind of loses a lot of the. The humor, though, because like you're in some fairly serious situations. We're talking about you know topics about you know drug trafficking, human trafficking, slavery, like you know murdering people. Like there's all these really heavy things, and then this you know computer's going just telling jokes like it's nothing. It's it kind of I think it loses that serious nature of the game because it's trying to be really funny at the same time, and it just I didn't really care about yeah, the stories. That's a good, that's a good just, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so look, I think they they're a little bit mixed. I think there's um, they're trying to fit a lot of really cool ideas into this game, and they don't really know which direction to ta- to take it in. Um, and if I hear anyone else say "Clan fucking Kelly" one more time, they say it every two seconds. It's like shut the fuck up. I know who the bad guys are. Um, like it just, I, I'll be over it. But yes, I, I despite all of that, I've had a lot of fun with this game. Um, and if I was giving this a rating, mm-hmm. I would give this a solid 3.5. That's still not bad though. 7 out of 10. That's, yeah, that's not too bad. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it's worth any more. Um, and I also don't think it's worth any less. Um, but I would like to see some major, major overhauls in some of the, me- the core mechanics within the watchdog of us, um, for <laughs> the next, uh, the next edition before I got really excited about what was going on. Yeah, it's a, it is it is a. I think it's going to be more interesting as well. It's I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's something like uh, nothing like Ghost Recon or Rainbow Six Siege, but in regards to what is the game like once the first you know DLC drops where you play as Aiden Pierce again, or where you play as Wrench or a modern day assassin in in like can I now like parkour up fucking walls and run across rooftops as the assassin? Because if if that's the case, damn. That, that would have been cool. Like, you know, mainly I think the the big thing about these characters is like you can, um, you know, it's access to specific areas. And for nine times out of ten, you need a guy that's, you know, a cop or associated with the cops. Yeah. Like, you know, that, and that seems to be the only thing, the only difference between a lot of these characters. And even then, like, you've got this guy in uniform accessing, you know, restricted areas. And it's like people still notice you. It's like, yeah, come on, man. You shouldn't be able to notice these people in that, that way. But, yes, I think... Like it would have been nice to see you know more unique powers or abilities for each of the characters, um, or to have them be a bit more distinctive than just you know random characters. Although I did like the one about the guy that farts and gives away his location. Did you like that um, on the video? That pretty <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. There was a, yeah, uh, yeah it's 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 one of those things like as well. You don't your character doesn't learn anything. It's like cool. All you all you can do is haggle when you go clothes shopping. That's it. Like. No, I'm, I'm throwing yeah. spider robots in. I'm hacking into cameras constantly, like, make my download speed go a little faster. Like, one of those, like, perk yeah. upgrade sort of things, like, when you play really anything. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, I, I think um, it's definitely a game. If you enjoyed the previous Watchdogs, this is definitely an improvement on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's uh, it's better than Watchdogs 2. Not quite as dark um, because of the comedy as Watchdogs 1. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's slightly better, or at least on par with the uh, with both of those uh, those releases. Yeah, and I, I don't mind um, Watchdogs as a Ubisoft IP as well. I think um, yeah, out of their out of their newer sort of IPs, I think it's I think it's out there. Um, I, I I think it'll still require some time before it becomes one of the 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 titles that are like it's an Assassin's Creed game, it's a Ghost Recon game. Like it it it, it requires oh. a bit of time before it starts to get that sort of presence. Well. 
I see. I don't. I, I mean, I know it's a big title for them, but I don't think it's got the street cred of those ones. Not yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Like nowhere near for me. Like it's like I think the Assassin's Creed games were were so unique and so different. And, and whereas Watch Dogs, like it started off on one tone, and which was good. And everyone's like, okay, I'm really excited for you know number two. And then they completely changed the tone and lost the uh, the sense of identity that you get with the game. So, you know, I, I think they need to really redo or relook at how they, you know, identify themselves um, before I would uh, be very excited about, you know, the future of the franchise. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yes, there we go. So um, so that was my little uh, addition to the Watch Dogs review from last week. Um, if you're in, in the market for it, uh, it is one of the games that does get upgraded uh, to the next-gen version as well. Mm-hmm. So if you just can't wait, um, you can get onto it this weekend before the uh, the new consoles come through. Yep. Um, likewise, if you're missing out on the new consoles, just get it because uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a new game and it's fun. Um, moving on, though, Duty, you've been playing a new game this week. I... Uh, it's a little bit different. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've been playing? Yep. So, um, you know, probably I think it was maybe a day or two days before uh, Halloween, our friends over at Bandai Namco said, hey, Alex, um, we know you enjoyed Dark Pictures' Man of Medan, which I, re- I believe released uh, early this year, if not late last year, um, just off the top sure. of my head. But uh, they said, hey, look, we have another entry in the series. Here you go. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, sweet. If you've never played or seen these Dark Picture games, it's a little bit like the... Um, uh, it's the same studio that did that ex- PlayStation exclusive game. I've fucking forgotten the exact name of it, but its big draw card was they use Hayden Penetier or whatever her name was. Um, it was like a Cabin in the Woodsy sort of horror game. Um, if you, oh. I can't remember the exact name of it. It's gone until dawn. That's what it was called, uh, and it was a PlayStation exclusive sort of game. Now, if you haven't played uh, anything from this studio before, you don't know what this game is. It's essentially like imagine a triple A version of a Telltale game. Um, so okay. it is the yeah, yeah. the walking around, it is the talking to people, it is the the quick time events when you're running and and all that sort of stuff like that. So it's it's not a um, I wouldn't necessarily say it is not a full game. It definitely is, um, but it is very much so the Telltale pseudo point and click you're, you're physically walking around but it's it's very much in the the same gameplay as telltale it's just uh imagine like you know god of war graphics or you know fucking gears of war or batman like high triple end style graphics um so yeah. dark pictures is a anthology series that they're making where each entry in the series focuses on a different um story and different characters and so on and so forth um so the first one yeah. man of- is it in the same is it in the same uh like universe or yeah. is it just yeah, it's, like it's, weird it's, creepy stories it's, it's sort of like imagine like tales of the crypt keeper sort of thing um, uh, okay. yeah. yep, sure. So the first one was about essentially like a haunted ship uh, with like Aztec gold and all this sort of stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I've previously spoken about it on a, on a far flung episode, but it was like you're on the haunted ship, uh, you know, you're avoiding ghosts and this happens and that happens, so on and so forth. Um, so that was what the first one was. The second one, which is called Little Hope. So it's just released uh, and it is basically a, a witch coven town. Um, and the, the game sort of starts off with both of these games in, in both version uh, entries in the Dark Pictures anthology is um, it will give you a tutorial of how to play, like, you know, how to look around, how to pick up objects, how to do all that sort of stuff. Um, and then the prologue will end in somewhat a, a traditional horrific fashion. And then the, the game will start to give you a bit of a tease of what you what you can expect. 
Mm. So this one is essentially um, you. Oh, th- there's a group of uh, people from a college that are going from you know, point A to point B on a, on a sort of a field trip. Their bus crashes. College kids. Whoa, I bet there's sexy times involved there. Yes. Oh, well, it's, it's only I think five five to six people. So it's not like a it's not okay. a, you know, a big college class going to a football game. Uh, it's like a, yeah. a very niche like you know, school class. Um, and okay. they, they their bus crashes in this town called Little Hope um, and all manner of sort of things start to, of course, happen and freak out. So the first game is more yeah. uh, ghost ship. This one is very more witchcraft. Uh, and there's lots. This one's more little girls with creepy faces, right? Like, yeah, yeah this is, this is you know, yeah. little girls skipping little. past you in the forest and you're freaking out. Yep. And then... Uh, that's when I just turn to the guy next to me and I just say, look, you know, I don't know, just grab a rusty razor and just slice my throat or you know, shoot me in the face with that flare gun. I am I am immediately out. If I hear just a tra-la-la, tra-la-la, dead. I'd just kill me, right? strangle me with my shoelaces. I am out. <laughs> but they're Velcro. <laughs> Seriously, Take take my shirt and just shove it down my throat. Just just uh, just dead. I'm out immediately. It, as horrifically and quickly as possible, kill me. Yeah, it is. It is very much. Uh, I don't want to go into necessarily too much of what happens oh, in no, regards no, no. to the town because it's these telltale games are very story based, um, and yeah. uh, them being in that same game style as well, they're hot. They have a high replayability thing because you can go, okay, I failed to hold my breath and walk around uh, inside the supermarket um the first time and i got caught and killed so what happens if i survive that instance this time and being you know mentally prepared for it? or what happens if i sip the whiskey rather than you know deciding not to drink and all that sort of stuff like that so it's got all so, the, the telltale now when you when you do that are you able to like reset that part of the story or is it very much a, oh no that character's dead you move on to the next character you, yeah, you move like, on to the it? next character yeah so okay so it is very much a one read through if you fuck up that particular mini game or whatever's going on that's it. That's the story now. That becomes what you're you're reading and experiencing. Yep, yep. So it's it's developed by Supermassive Games, um, who um, of course do this game. And I am quickly googling, but I'm sorry, I, I can't talk and look at the same time. Sorry, Supermassive. Uh, they've done Hidden Agenda until dawn. <laughs> you can't talk and look at the same you're time. Damn right. It's true, people. He definitely like every time he talks, he closes his eyes. It's just it's, it's, it's weird. weird. Yeah, but- yeah. I, I basically turn into <laughs> Daredevil without the abs. <laughs> um, Doug pictures uh man of madan was last year uh little hope is this year but of course they did until dawn hidden agenda the impatient um so it's it's very much a oh, the impatient that was that's a fucking freaky game right there oh, well, there we go um yeah i believe man of madan is on xbox games pass as well um, i think so yeah it is and it is a ca- you can also play this these games uh, both of them uh couch play um, so mm-hmm. if you have you know, two, three, five mates over, you're not allowed to in Melbourne. But if you do, um, <laughs> you can go, okay, cool. Fuzzy is assigned to the, this character. You know, Ian yeah. is assigned to this character. And then when you're playing um, via couch, couch play, because the, the story isn't that long. It's the first game you could probably do it in an afternoon, evening of drinking and ordering pizza and having that bit of fun. <laughs> it's not overly long, but it's highly replayable. Yeah. Um, and every time the character changes, it's like, okay, we're now playing as Sean. Hand the controller to Fuzzy. Um, but if you're playing yeah. by yourself, it just changes through. Um, Negative-wise on this game, I would say Man of Medan was very quick into its consequences. Um, and sort of like the first maybe hour, hour and a half of Man of Medan, I'd already killed someone. Um, someone had already been shot. I'm oh, going, wow. fuck. All right, cool. And then my brain has just gone from... 
right, I'm exploring and I'm, I'm gambling a little bit to lock that shit down, don't do anything dangerous. Uh, yeah, no, fair enough. And there's, I think there was one of the things about the the Telltale games as well. There was always, you know, it started off, you, know, you had a good five minutes to get accustomed, I found my feet, and then all of a sudden you're having to make, like, life-changing or game-changing yeah. decisions, like, almost immediately. So I think it's just, you know, you need to have that, like, almost immediate impact to, you know, within these games to actually keep the, you know, at least entertainment factor going. Yeah, yeah, it's it. Uh, I wouldn't say that's not entertaining. It definitely is, but it mm. it doesn't have a lot of. I so far in you know playing about four hours straight in one sitting. Um, this isn't you know I'm not talking about a game that I've only played for four hours, but in a four <laughs> in a, you know in about a four hour decent sitting, nothing really happened uh, in regards to char- like I'd gotten premonitions of how someone might die, um, and from that I've been going okay, cool, don't go there, don't walk down that path because I've seen a little glimpsy footage like in fucking charmed of someone falling over and getting pulled by chains i'm like all right cool maybe don't do that um but when it comes to it as well i'm also very slow and i take a look at everything around in each area so it also could be because i'm a fucking tard um i would also say as well um the i would say there's an issue with the graphics but in regards to how this game is structured compared to the first game the graphics are exactly the same in regards to high attention to detail um the the menu system and there are sort of interlude interludes between each chapter of this sort of um tales of the crypt keeper guy going like hey you did well Uh, here's a hint it might work it might not work like you get all that sort of stuff but there are some character models look a bit iffy like they have the, the the the, the actual body of the character is providing all this emotion by using their arms and, and their body language and their face is animated in regards to their mouths and their forehead, but their actual eyes don't change. So it's like when they're angry, their eyes are yeah. still the same, but everything else is animated for some certain scenes. I think they're going, that looks a little weird. Uh, and then you I s- always hate that when they do that in like mocap games. It's, yeah. it's one of those ones that, yeah, I, I get it. And you know, you're trying to do these super realistic facial features and all the rest of it. But then sometimes if they just miss one or two features mm. or the way that clothes act on them or all sorts of things, like that can really change your perception of the game or your enjoyment of the game because you know you've gone for hyper realistic and then it doesn't work yeah i think it's something that like games like the last of us um have have always managed to do really well they've they've motion captured the people they've done all the face Mm. dots and all the rest of it and then they've managed to capture eyes and expressions and things like that like they've done that really well yeah but if you miss it 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 look it stands out like dog's bollocks right yeah it's 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 i found it specifically in the prologue of this game and then when it went to actual main game fine no problems um <laughs> which sweet we've got the start <laughs> the, the eyes guys like right see you guys later yeah, no no, no okay, stay around no 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 i'm done <laughs> and the uh, the the prologue of the game is quite uh at first i was like well, what's i have no idea what's going on here and then as soon as it like five minutes after you sort of get your grips with it it kicks in and it immediately shows you how unforgiving the game can be when you don't push the right button or when you advise someone yeah. to do something and so on and so forth um so it's it's great in regards to its replayability um i would definitely think as well um super massive have done an awesome job with this game but i would i I, i'm excited to see what when this game is done and no well not the game but when the dark pictures anthology series is done when they sort of Mm -hmm. put it all together in one neat little package like here are the three games or the five games or however many games that super massive do that you can just go here is the dark pictures set because i feel like this would be 
it's sort of like you know when you used to go to Kmart and you used to go, "Hey, look, five horror movies on sale and one DVD pack for six bucks," sort of thing. Like, if, <laughs> it, it, not to say that it's you know it's a six dollar, it's worth six dollars, but it's one of those things of like, there are so many different horror games in this pack that like if if you don't, if you go, oh, I don't like haunted ships, I don't like ghosts. All right, cool. Well, let's do the fucking the witch coven one, um, which it, it's cool. It's sort of like American Horror Story. Each game is a different story and different characters and stuff like that. That's what they've done here. Um, there was one reoccurring uh, attemptive jump scare that the game continuously uses that the first two times it happens, you go, oh, yep, that got me. Good job. Uh, and then when it starts to happen again and again and again, I'm sit- I would sit there and go, okay, the hand's going to come out in three, two, there it is. Um, so that was starting to get a bit repetitive, but it's it's still fun. I was, I was enjoying it. I was getting attached to the characters. Um, yeah. And... You know, just like every you know horror movie, when you watch it, oh, I don't want Christine to die. Oh no, you didn't hit square when you were supposed to hit square when you jumped over the log. Now she's dead. Good one, duty. Like it's it's one of, it's one of those things. I fucking hate those moments. It's like, oh, I thought I was pushing the right button because, like, each time they have these mini games, right? It's mm. like they're always slightly different. It's always like a slightly different interaction. Or oh, now you're using the thumbsticks, or now you're using the yeah the buttons. Push X. Which one's X? And, like you just it's that immediate freak out of like yeah. you're trying to grasp what the concept of that moment is and then make the decision so it's not just making the decision um it's yeah i, I find it really uh, it's one of the reasons i don't really enjoy those telltale games as much because they always just throw you in it's like well uh, 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 and you freak out and you you're like oh, you, you make a selection you're like i definitely should have chosen the other option yeah and or, it, it, yeah, it, is, you, it is one of those things as well when someone talks to you it's like cool how do you want to respond do you want to say this do you want to say this here's the timer ticking pick something <laughs> Um, don't start the timer I need to read them yeah, exactly uh, it's, it's very- so you have to be a speed reader as well as like a like aware of oh, the mini games coming up yeah there's there's it's, dialogue yeah. and stuff like that involved so like, I have subtitles yeah. on anyways but there's dialogue and everything properly um, but it's also not one of those games where you can go like okay cool I can I can put the controller down for a second and breathe no. and just watch the cutscene because it's like no there's something chasing you in the middle of this cutscene and then it will just push this <laughs> and like you know you'll kick your leg out the controller will be on the floor or something um, so it's, it's it's very good at what it does. I think the timing and release of the title as well um, was was perfect, for, of course, for releasing it. You know, just before Halloween. Um, sure. And I, I I think that once we get some form of normality in regards to you know being over g- going over to friends' places and you know all that sort of stuff, I think this will be one of the. You know, I, I could definitely see myself having this as a tradition of like, yeah, it's Halloween. Everyone come over, bring your beer or your wine or whatever, dress up in costumes, and let's fucking play a five-player game of of a, a Dark Pictures anthology game. And let's see who dies first. Whoever dies first has to do a shot. Rah, rah, rah. Like, instead of just everyone sitting around watching Friday the 13th, I think this is a more inclusive way of doing it. Um, yeah. Especially, like, if, if, you know, like you said, which one's X, which one's triangle, like, but it's also very accessible for people who don't play many video games because once they go, okay, up, down, left, right, all right, I know what the buttons are, sweet. Like, that's, it's very minimalistic in its controls. It's not like, hold the right trigger and press circle and do a half spin backwards to do this. Like, you're not playing, you're not playing Street Fighter. You're just pushing the relevant yeah. button. Um, no, that's, yeah. I, th- I think there's enough for there, like, like you say, for people to pick it up and put it down, like, with, with, reasonable ways like you know and then just to enjoy the story as it unfolds and you know potentially not worrying too much about the consequences because it's just that you know experience that you're having at that point in time yeah i i i i think as well it'll be a um it'll it's sort of a return to form if you will of sort of the old school point and clicks um 
Sure. Uh, a little bit. Now, of course, you're not pointing and clicking and fucking waiting for them to walk over you doing it with a joystick. But it's it's <laughs> it's very it's heavily story driven without a lot of input required from the um the the player. So you know if I, yep. if you give this to you know this game to Mrs. Fuzzy or if I give it to uh, Mrs. Duty or whatever to play, she'll be able to play. Like she won't be able to go. Oh, cool! I can't get past this boss. I have to dodge and block and blah blah blah. It's it's <laughs> it's a story uh, component from it. So it's it's quite good. Um, it is a interesting story. The mocapping is pretty good in regards to the actual core game. I found the the prologue a bit weird. Um, the score, the sound design, and stuff like that is fantastic. Especially you know of course with you know, there is a little girl. Um, it is a witch coven. Um, and it is, it can be a bit intense, especially if you're playing with headphones on and the lights off. Um, giving this a, giving this a score, it's an interesting one. I give it between a three point five to a four, so it's sitting between yep. that seven to eight margin. Um, yeah, I want to say seven, but I think when the Dark Pictures anthology sort of releases as a you know anthology part, if they do another anthology later on or something like that, but as a, I think when they complete the all of the games for this Dark Pictures set then I think it will go like, okay, good game, good game, good game, good game. Then it all sort of, rele- they all sort of lift each other up. Um, but it's sort of like, you know, let's review the Star Wars trilogy without the last movie coming out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I- I'll probably give it yeah a 3.5, so a 7 out of 10. Um, I-, I think it's great. I think it'll probably even work better with, you know, everyone sitting on the couch, you know, drinking and having a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. There we go. Yeah. I like. I, I'm excited to see what more comes of these games. Like if they, you know, if they're getting such good reception, which it appears to be. Like this. Like I know the first game did really well. Um, like it appears that this one's been doing really well. Um, so yeah, if they do, like you say, release an, an actual like a box set anthology kind of thing of all of them together, um, that'll be quite nice. Like they did with the Telltale Batman's. Like I waited yeah. till all of those came out and then got them together, which was which was fantastic. Um, because I had previously done um, the episodic version when the um, uh, when they were doing the Walking Dead, which was a lot of fun, but it was just really frustrating. You had to wait waiting for, for yeah, that. yeah. I mean, I, I think they learned their lesson with Batman was um, yeah individual stories. With this one again, sort of individual stories. Um, whereas um, Walking Dead was one continuous story, so finishing one chapter of that story and then not, you know you gotta wait six months for the next one. Fuck you, just give me the whole thing. Um, but yes, I think yeah, uh, yeah. It, it seems like it's working on that business model in regards to we give you a full completed game. The next game is you know the next season of the show that you, you know you might have to wait a year later for or whatever it might be, but. If season one's really good, yeah, I'm going to wait for season two. And season two is going to like not really be related to season one in regards to that. Um, and then, yeah. and it's you know like you're watching, but even it. still, like you, you want to play within those universes, within those yeah. games. If, yeah. you, if you know what you're experiencing, it's kind of like you know um, if you were going to watch oh, what's that series, um, Black Mirror um, yeah. on Netflix, and you know you watch the first episode and you're like, okay, now you have to wait six weeks or six months before the next one. It's like fuck you, just give it to me now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not like that. Which it, it, thankful, it's it's yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's a full release game. <laughs> um, I think it's about great. it's about fifty forty fifty bucks in stores as well physically. That's um, not bad. And Man of Medan, I believe, yeah, is on Game Pass. So if 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 this is piquing your interest in some form of ways, definitely give it a look on on Game Pass. Um, and it probably won't be long before we get you know a next gen version or an upgrade to it, or, or when the the Dark Pictures sort of complete collection releases or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. 
Awesome. There we go. Well, thank you for that, Duty. Um, it's, uh, wow, it's an exciting week. We've had lots of games to play. Um, we are knees, knees deep, balls deep in uh, in a game at the moment um, that we can't talk about. But we will be talking about next week mm-hmm. on next week's episode. Um, man, but we'll be, next week's episode is going to be huge because... It's new console time. Whoop, 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 whoop. It is. I've, I've just bought myself a new chair to get ready for my new console as well. <laughs> Does it have a, like a shit bucket attached to the bottom? Seat it's an, it's a Lando move? seat. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Lando seat, a stroll seat. That's what it was. Stroll seat. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, no, that... that um, oh, man, you're going to have like two full days of playing with this motherfucker. Um, I'm going to be having the morning of and... Oh, man, we're going to have to make it a later episode, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be recording at... Oh. 11 p.m. <laughs> so, Dirty, I've spent the last six hours playing with the UI. Um, it's really cool. Uh, the menu system's great. The buttons are nice. That's just, about my review. I just I just saw a report <laughs> as well that the internal memory of the, the PlayStation 5, it's supposed to be one terabyte, I think. Um, yes. But the actual available memory is 680 gig. That is interesting. Well, we'll find out next week, of course. We'll be able to confirm or deny as of next week. Um, yes. But it was, it was just a thing that popped up um, saying, yeah, the the, the rumoured available uh, uh, space is 600 and something gig. Um, uh, oh, here we go, 667. So there we go. Ugh. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, we know. Well, we have we have no idea what the Series X is going to be like. I mean, I'm so excited to just see all of these things mm-hmm. and just you know just understand what's going on with it. Like, yeah, six sixty seven, I can work with that. But that's a lot of space for the, um, the UI uh, for the operating system. There's a yeah, interesting. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. We will talk all about this in the game next week. <laughs> Tune in next week. It's going to be hot, 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 hot takes everywhere. It's going to be red hot. I think we're going to actually going to have to do like hot takes next next week, and the week after is going to be like the proper like full getting yeah, into it. It'll, it. it'll be game and, and console impressions, and then the following yeah. week we'll be like, cool. This is how this is how we do it. Oh man, I can't. I'm, I'm not getting any sleep. Ah, oh, it's gonna be so exciting. There we go. We'll be back next week. But until that time, if you are constantly killing off the main characters of your game for no reason, either switch off permadeath or get good. <laughs> or press square when it tells you to press square. <laughs> and this is Judy reminding you to play with each other and to play with yourself. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there we go.